Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Entire Internet is Crashing and Everything is Going to Ruin. Actually, this is Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam. I realize that I never introduced myself at the beginning of these, and I assume you know who I am because how else would you find this? It's not like this is a good podcast, but um, yeah, so my name is Sam. I run Spanthability. I also do this podcast called Offbeat Grad that you are listening to right now. Anyway, like I said in the first two seconds, the entire internet is going down the garbage disposal because Instagram and Facebook are down and the world is ending. Um, so basically I posted to Instagram early today and then it just stopped working. Um, I'm in an, an Instagram group with um, some other Florida bloggers and we were like messaging each other and one of them was like, is Instagram down? And I was like, yes. <laughs> anyway, great conversation. Glad I shared that. Um, basically, the entire internet is just a bit of an uproar. It's confusing because I don't know what to do with myself because usually I use Instagram as a way to, like, break up my day. This is horrible. Um, I just, like, scroll through Instagram. I, I don't know. Isn't that what everyone does? And so now I don't know what to scroll through. I've been scrolling through Reddit. I've actually gone on Twitter. I don't like Twitter, so that's weird for me. But in in spite of all this panic, I thought this was the perfect time to talk about something that I've been meaning to talk about, but now I have the perfect context, and it's why you need an email list. And the answer is simple, because Instagram can go away at any minute. Facebook can go away at any minute. Pinterest can go away at any minute. Everything can go away at, like, literally any second. So you gotta actually have a way to own your list. So what does it even mean to own your list? Basically what I mean is that you don't own any of your Instagram followers. You don't own, like, you physically do not own them because you can't own people. But you also don't own their email addresses, their contact info. You could lose them all in two seconds. And that's pretty terrifying, especially for me because... I don't know why, especially for me. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's freaky because I like using Instagram as a way to communicate with not just like my quote unquote followers or fans, just like people I know, bloggers I'm friends with, stuff like that. So the thought of me like losing contact with them is pretty freaky. Not here for it. That's why I need an email list. And I hate to toot my own horn. Just kidding. I love it. Um, I'm a, I'm an email marketing guru. Like, this is what I write about all the time. And I don't just write about it. When I worked for a marketing agency, I led the content department and I would do email marketing for like tons of companies. Like, I wrote so many emails, which was so good because I was terrified of email marketing. Sending emails in bulk, it's scary. Like, and I'm an email person. If I can send an email to avoid a phone call, like, you know I'm doing it. I will do an email over a phone call a million times. I will, yes, this has gotten me into trouble because I, I hate phone calls. Um, but emails are so important. But when you're a blogger, you think, oh, I don't need an email list. Like, that's only for big name businesses. That's only for, like, the big gurus or, like, people who have something to sell. No. You need an email list. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, you have signed up for an email list or I will come find you because I think we all need email lists. And there are so many bloggers out there who don't have email lists or aren't doing email lists right, quote unquote. And I need to shake them because <laughs> it's so easy to get started and you could have been doing this yesterday, but you're not. And now Instagram might never come back. And what are you going to do? I'm sorry, I'm having a meltdown. Okay. So hopefully by this time tomorrow, Instagram will be back. But just in case it's not, like, get on it. But okay, so the first thing that happens in the world of email marketing is you hear that email is dead. 
And that is a big fat lie because email marketing is not dead. It is alive. It is thriving. I am an email girl. I live in an email generation. I remember when I got so excited because email was a thing when I was really young and I was like emailing my friends, which is cringy now. I don't know why I'm telling you this history of emailing. Um, by the way, if you want to hear the history of blogging, you should listen to this last um, podcast episode because that's what I talk about. But anyway... I love this long-form content where I just yell at you for 30 minutes. This really is a good stress relief for me. Okay, so no, email marketing is not dead. 73% of millennials say that email is their preferred means of business communication. And 72% of 18 to 24-year-olds actually use their phone to check their email, which is me. I hate checking my email on my computer. I rarely do it. That's why I send like five different inboxes to my phone. And sometimes they're not organized. I just dump them in there. Dump them in the same folder. That's the only way I'm going to look. And I hate looking on the computer. It gives me anxiety. But I love looking at my phone. Like, who are you kidding? You know the first thing you do every single morning is you look at your phone. You check your emails, you swipe right to delete. This is what I do all the time. Um, everyone does this. So anyone who says email marketing is dead is living under a rock because email marketing is here and it's not going anywhere, anywhere, anywhere soon, uh, anytime soon. 59% uh, of B2B or business to business marketers say that emailing is their most effective channel for generating revenue. And I know this is 100% true because I've experienced it. Um, I don't really run, well, yeah, I have in the past for other clients, I've ran promotional campaigns for new products or services. And it is powerful because you get to sort of facilitate nurture, as it's called, in the marketing world, um, nurture this relationship with a customer on a really personal level, and it builds trust. Um, you go through the, the sales funnel of know, like, and trust you to really land a sale. But don't think because you have nothing to sell, at least right now, that you don't need an email list because you totally do. Even if you're just trying to sell your content or trying to promote sponsored posts or just like get people to read your blog, you need it. You need it. Right. So, now we're going to actually break down the reasons why you need an email list. I know I've yelled at you that you need it, but I didn't really <laughs> articulate those reasons. So let's talk about what Instagram is. Instagram is a platform you do not own. This is not you. Facebook owns it. Um, not just Instagram, any social media platform. It is owned by a company who might not be around for a long time. Like, let's think about some of the other platforms that have failed. MySpace. Friendster. Um, these are horrible examples. Uh, things like Tumblr, which used to be really popular and now they're not. LiveJournal. Um, all of these domains that used to be so normal, like they're a thing of the past. If you want your um, list to be available in the future, like you need to own it. You can't just count on these platforms like Instagram and Facebook to always be there because you don't know that to be true. As of today, we saw it can fail. Like it's weird to think about Instagram failing. Not that it's going to fail, like it's just going to like stop working magically because I'm pretty confident they're going to get it back up. Too much money in it not to. But there's no guarantee that something like that won't happen that's catastrophic or like all this news going on with Facebook right now um, about privacy laws, things like that. Like Facebook is being broken up in new ways. Like laws are changing. Things aren't always stagnant and you can't count on these big platforms to just like always be there to have your back because you don't own them. They don't owe you anything. The, you do not get that follower list means nothing. You need people who actually consent to giving you their email, their contact information. If you don't have that, you really don't have anything. Yes, hard truth from me. So anyway, you need to rent space. 
This is how I like to think of it. You're like renting space from an EMS and email management system. Um, like, uh, there's a ton of them. There's Optin, Monster, there's ConvertKit, there's MailChimp, but I'll talk about that later. Um, you own those names when you put them in. You're renting a space to store that information. You can even just keep it in a notebook, whatever. You can keep it on your computer. You, you physically own this list of people who signed up for your email list, gave you their email address, gave you their name, whatever you want from them. You own that. That's yours. You get to keep it. Doesn't matter if MailChimp dies tomorrow. Doesn't matter if your website crashes. This is forever until they unsubscribe. So what does that mean to you? It means that you have a direct way to communicate with your followers that you know they're going to check probably several times a day. Um, You could post into the Instagram void all you want, but you can't guarantee that 100% of people are going to get that message. Actually, I can guarantee you that they won't. Um, People aren't likely to check Instagram all the time. I am, but I know people don't. There are definitely people who don't. Um, And you don't know about other social media apps. Same thing applies. Like Facebook. You post on Facebook, like, maybe no one sees it. Maybe they only show it to 10% of your followers that day. Maybe that person doesn't log in anymore. Stuff like that. You don't have a direct line of communication when you're posting on social media. When you post an email, send it directly to someone's inbox. They're going to see it. They might not open it. That's a whole nother, whole nother obstacle. But they're going to see it. And that's the most direct form of communication. Now, we're getting into an age where things like um, text messaging, Facebook messaging, these are becoming more common ways to keep up with your email list. That's great. I think that's really cool, especially the Facebook Messenger one. I think that's definitely going to be more relevant in the future, but right now it's not that normal. I don't know that people are really that comfortable with it yet, so don't worry about that right now. Worry about your email list. Worry about getting those messages to people's inboxes. Next, (laughs) I wanted to tell you what makes an email list good because there are such things as bad email lists. I have been on the receiving end. I once worked for that agency we had a situation where this was so sketchy. Like, please don't report me to the, to I don't know, the, the FTC. I did not ask for this. But I worked for them and they had a company. It was a weight loss company. Lots of questions about that. And they had a list of unsubscribed people. And what they did was save this list. And like, they would do weird stuff with it. They would send emails to it, which is a no-no. Do not do this. Uh, but they thought those emails were really important. I don't know. Don't do that. I don't know why I'm sharing this. I don't know why I took part in this. I left that company for several reasons, that being one of them. But anyway, you need a good list. It can't just be um, tons of emails that you don't interact with or that don't mean anything to you. You'll see, similar to like buying Instagram followers, there's a system where you can like buy emails. That means nothing. Please don't do it. It's better to have a small list of engaged email followers than to just have like random ones because that means nothing. You need them to be an engaged audience of real email addresses, which means they don't bounce. They're not like out of date. This will happen and you're going to start to notice that some emails will just over time bounce. They're not going to work anymore. That's normal, but you want them all in general to be working and you want to purge those emails that aren't great like from time to time. Also, you want them to be targeted. I have three email lists mainly, um, that I operate under. So while they're all under the same umbrella as my blog, I have three. I have one for college blogging, I have one for freelancing, and I have one for Instagram. This means that everyone gets their own emails. Um, I do not send the college blogging list to my freelancing list. I do not send freelancing articles to the Instagram list. Get how it is. Basically, the more targeted the email, the better, because people are signing up for one specific thing 
Unless you have a really vague email list, but you shouldn't do that. They're signing up because they're interested in one thing. So you want to really make sure you're marketing to that one thing if you want to see more success. So food for thought. Next, how do you actually get people to join your email list? This is where I see a lot of new bloggers struggling, but the good news is it's really easy to fix this. There are two main ways (laughs) that are really good at getting people to sign up. One is better than others. The first one we're going to talk about is not so great, but it's still very effective. I don't know why. Um, pop-up boxes or just like a sidebar, basically a really relevant, um, easy to find link to sign up that's just on your website. You might keep it at the bottom of every blog post. You might put it in the middle of a blog post. You might put it in a pop-up box that comes up after 10 seconds of viewing a page. It might be in a little slider at the bottom of the screen. Whatever you choose is fine. I'm just saying you can't just place it and be like, please sign up and say nothing because no one's going to sign up. They don't want to just sign up for nothing. Maybe your grandma will sign up, but I don't think any normal person is going to sign up. Not that your grandma isn't normal, but (laughs) that no one's just going to sign up without something being in it for them. You need to add value through your email list, which I'm going to say a million times. And to add value, you need to give them something. So we'll talk about a lead magnet in the next step. But if you didn't have anything of value to offer, think of what kind of value you bring with your email list. So for my college one, for a very long time, I got a lot of signups by simply having a slider that said, sign up for college tips in your inbox. Now this is super basic. I wish I was a little more specific, but at the time this is what I went with and it was highly successful. Like it was the way to go. Um, Basically you wanna be specific. Don't just say, hey, sign up for my newsletter. No one wants your newsletter, they don't care. What they want is something in it for them. Give them something. Whether you're going to send out a monthly um, trend list for your fashion blog, like sign up for fashion tips, or like um, sign up for three recipes a week in your inbox, whatever. Try to be as specific as possible about what's in it for them, even if you don't have anything waiting on the other side of that email. Just make sure they know what they're getting into. They'll be like, oh yeah, I do want college tips in my inbox, so they'll sign up. More likely to sign up than with your, this is just my newsletter. No one cares about your newsletter. If I see another newsletter, it's just, oh, it makes me cringe inside. The next option is a lead magnet, which is what I highly recommend you do. And this is basically a way to automate people to always sign up for your email list. It is a godsend. It is the miracle, and it takes a little bit of work. So basically, a lead magnet is exactly what it sounds like. You're attracting leads, which a lead would be a sale, but in this case, it can just be a lead, someone who's interested in your blog. Um... You offer a download, you offer a discount, you offer something that they can actually have when they enter their email. So you might offer an online course. I have one on my blog. It's a five-day free um, college blogging course. It helps you get set up, everything like that. Um, Really simple. I have another one for my freelancing one, and you get to download like a little guide to starting your freelance business while in college. And then I have another one for Instagram, which is um, Instagram highlights, uh, the little icon things. You can download a big pack of those. And then also you get a discount code for my Etsy shop, which is uh, digital resources. So you can see all those things. There's something in it for them. As soon as you enter your email and you sign up and you approve the email, you get that download link. You get to download it. Now you have it. You're happy. Yay. Yes, some people are going to unsubscribe after they download it. That's just the way of the game. But you're going to realize that number is very small. Like I know I personally am too lazy to unsubscribe for most things. So you're going to get a lot of people who sign up. And it's great. (laughs) That's it. Um, And it's pretty automated. From here, you have an email list that's been approved in a targeted 
segment so you know what they're interested in especially if you have an opt-in what like if they downloaded a guide you know they're interested in that guide you know they're engaging with your content this is great finally um let's talk about how to run a successful email list first of all if you are running a newsletter it's not a successful email list i'm just throwing that out there but if you want to add value through actually targeted emails that you have worked hard to structure out and then here's how you do it. First, don't overwhelm people. If I get too many emails from you, I'm going to unsubscribe. I would recommend you automate a lot of your emails. Um, so you don't even have to write them as they come to you, which I, I hate doing. Um, you basically just, like if you had an opt-in like that where someone signs up for your email list, gets a free download, maybe two days later you send them a follow-up with like a discount code or another freebie. Or you send a follow-up with some recommended blog posts that are really similar to what they signed up for. So if they signed up for, like, cooking advice or a recipe, maybe in two days you'll send them a follow-up email with your top recipes from your website. Stuff like that. Basically, you're building a relationship um, pretty regularly. You're going to want to do it in the beginning when they first sign up because that's a warm lean. They are fresh off the off the fryer. They are really fresh. They know who you are. They remember you. They're, they really engage with your content enough to sign up and they're probably more interested in making a purchase or reading more or learning more about you. This is when you want to take advantage of that. From there, it's going to cool off a little bit. If you're sending like several emails a week, no one's going to put up with this. I also wouldn't even recommend sending uh, one a week unless you have something really juicy to offer. Like if you have a new blog post every week and you're adding some extra value through your um, email, great. If not, if you're just like, hey, check out this blog post, here's the link, no. <laughs> Most likely not going to grow that well. You're going to lose a lot of followers, a lot of subscribers, which is fine. It's a lot of trial and error. You'll see what people like. If they unsubscribe, do not take it personally. Some people just don't care about email lists. Some people just don't like to be bothered. That's fine. Completely normal. Don't take it personally. It's not the same as losing a follower. Like, they're just... People are sometimes really protective about their email, and that's totally cool. Um, just take it as a learning experience. So you'd want to add value with your emails. I know I've been yelling about this, but let's talk about what that actually means. So don't just copy and paste your blog post into an email template. No one needs that. They, if they want to read their blog post, they'll click on it or they'll already check out your website, something like that. So you want to offer new value. This is value they're not getting just by checking out your blog. So maybe if you did a blog post on fashion advice for new students, um, maybe in that email you're going to do three outfit ideas or like three colors for spring, whatever. Um, and then how it complements into your blog post, people will more likely to click on it. So you'd go like, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just published this new blog post. So I thought I would share with you these three insider colors for spring, whatever, just like tie it in to the blog post um, with by still adding something extra. So it's not just <laughs> some kind of mess that doesn't really make sense. Basically, you only want one thing, one goal for every single email. So this would be a call to action. What is your call to action going to be? If it's that one about fashion tips, your call to action is going to be for them to click onto that blog post. If it's something else, maybe you want them to make a purchase. It might be click here to get your discount code or go here to see our latest sales, something like that. Be specific. Have one thing. Don't overwhelm them. A lot of times I'll see people send emails and be like, these are my last 15 posts. And then you link all of them like, okay, like maybe I'll click on one, but probably not because I don't have the time to sit here and read through every single post title. If I don't even know what's in it for me, like I'm not going to read that. But if you send me one highly targeted 
email that just shares some of the highlights and the key takeaways from that blog post as well as some extra advice. Now I'm much more likely to click on it because I think it's really interesting. I'm already engaging with that content and I want to know more. So that's the cold hard truth about that. Um, Add extra value. That doesn't mean you need to write a novel. In fact, you shouldn't because most people aren't going to read it. I like to take a personal take on my emails. So if I'm doing a blog post about um, Instagram, I will go into my personal experience on my emails because I'm trying to really connect with people. And then I'll try to tie that into my blog post and really encourage them to click. So for example, the podcast you're listening to right now, I will probably send a follow-up email to some of my targeted lists about um, the way that Instagram crashed today. And I'm basically just going to tell them why they need an email list. And then if they want to learn more and more detail, they're going to listen to the podcast. And that's that's as simple as it's going to be. That's going to be the one goal per email is going to be listen to the podcast or read a follow-up blog post. I might write a follow-up blog post. This is how poor I am at planning. Um, basically just that. Don't overwhelm them. Add value. Next, be mobile friendly. How many times do you read uh, emails on your phone? All of the time. Another problem I see a lot of new bloggers do, or even experienced ones, is using these really complicated templates in their emails. And I know it's so tempting because when you see, usually from e-commerce websites, like you subscribe to a brand you like, like Sephora, and they send you an email and it's this crazy graphic and it looks so cool and you're like, wow, I really want to do that. Don't do it. It's unlikely you're going to pull it off well. It loads slowly. It's not going to load right for everyone. Spam blockers are more likely to pick it up. Just keep it with the text only is the best because it's so much easier to read. I love text-based emails. They're they're way easier on the eyes. They're more likely to load correctly. I do include some images. Like at the top, I have a header that's the same every time, so you always know who the email's from. And then at the end, I might include like a logo or a graphic. Every once in a while, I'll include a small graphic in it. Um, if like I'm trying to show off a download or something cool for my blog post, something like that. But otherwise, I don't. Um, I think it's okay to be super simple and that's just how it is. And so I'd really recommend just keeping it um, as simple as you can so that it's made for mobile devices. Next, (laughs) I know how I'm still droning on about this. Um, Try to engage with your low performers or remove them. You're going to learn really quickly that some people are not going to respond to all of your content. Like I said, some people are really protective about their email list. They might not even open your emails. They might immediately delete them without opening them. Emails generally have a really low open rate, an even lower click-through rate, which means they actually clicked on a link in your email. This is normal. Don't take it personally. It's just the way it is. Email moves really fast. Like, you're usually swiping through exactly what you've got in there. You're so used to getting spammed. Like, people are just not always going to interact with your content, and that's okay because you want a list of highly engaged followers. So if they're not engaging with your content, you don't want them on there. So what you're going to do (laughs) is you're going to segment them out. Um, I always take low performers, and I send them... (laughs) I send them emails because you're trying to get them to re-engage with your content. When you use an email service, you will have the option to send emails specifically to those who don't usually open them. And I would do that. I would honestly send a follow-up email after one. You notice they didn't open. Maybe not immediately, but maybe a day or two later. And you try a different approach. Maybe you're going to offer something extra juicy. You're going to be like, click here for something special or like a freebie or like an insight, something like that, or a special link, anything like that to me, like they really want to click. And if they don't click on it, 
I might consider removing them or at least putting them on a different list of less engaged people because I really don't want to interact with people who aren't trying to interact back. I mean, I get that people come and go. It's fine. No hard feelings. I don't care. They can break up with me. Um, also, because I have a lot of people on my email list and I'm paying for those subscribers, so I do not want to be paying for a number of people that aren't interacting with my content. It doesn't really make sense. It's not like Instagram or something where the more followers, the better, and if they don't all 100% engage with you all the time, that's fine. On email lists, I'm paying for them, so I really don't want them <laughs> to just like be hanging around for no reason. So that's my take on that. You definitely don't have to. I wouldn't remove anyone if you um, are under the threshold of having to pay. A lot of times you don't have to pay until you get a certain number of followers. That's fine. Don't worry about it. But when you get to the point where you are paying, I would really encourage you to keep trying to engage with those low-performing people. And then if they're just not taking the bait, just take them off the list. Like, no stress about it. Don't, don't keep them around for no reason. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about how to actually get started. I recommend you use MailChimp. I say MailChimp because it's the easiest to use. And I've used four different kinds because I've used them all. I have used the most expensive ones and some of the cheaper ones. And MailChimp is pretty in the middle as far as pricing is concerned. And it is the easiest by far. So I really recommend them. They also have a great mobile app. But you actually get to use MailChimp for free up until 2,000 subscribers. So that should be good for a long time, honestly. And if you sign up with my link below, you get a $30 credit. Um, use it or don't. Um, <laughs> but why not get a $30 credit? You probably won't even need it for a long time because I highly doubt you're immediately overnight going to get 2,000 followers. It took me over a year to get here. Um, and that's pretty normal. Like, they don't always grow that fast. And that's fine. Um, but they're really engaged people. So that's always good. Anyway, so all you have to do is you go to MailChimp. You sign up. You're going to create a new campaign, and you're going to want to give it a name. You might make several campaigns if you want several targeted lists. Um, and from there, you're going to embed something on your website. There's a MailChimp um, plugin for WordPress that's really easy to use. I recommend it. And you can embed the sign-up forms within your posts, or you can even do the slider or put them in your sidebar at the bottom of each post, whatever. Sumo Me, it's called S-U-M-O-M-E, um, is a plugin for WordPress also that has a free slider and pop-up box that you can really integrate with MailChimp, and that also works really well. I use both, um, and I think they're both really useful. So yes, that's how you sign up with MailChimp and that's how you get started. It's that easy. I just yelled at you guys for like 30 minutes about how to do an email list. So if you're not doing one, do it right now. If you're doing it, but you don't think you're doing it very well, take these tips to heart. Like I'm really hoping that you found them valuable. And email list really is an art form, but email marketing is not dead. It won't be dead anytime soon. And because Instagram is literally so glitchy and annoying, and it does weird stuff like this. You can't trust it to always be there. And today is a great example of that. So definitely take this advice to heart. Make an email list, even if you're not even sure how you're going to promote it, how you're going to grow it. Just do it. Do it today because it's going to be so simple. And you're going to be like, why didn't I do this 15 million years ago? And then you're going to thank me because email lists are great. And you're going to love it. And that's it. Yep. So sorry, this was so messy. I wanted to jump on today like immediately because I was like, wow, Instagram is down and now I can prove my point. So I've been saying it all the time and here we are. Uh, so get yourself an email list. Once you do that, send it to me because I would love to join. I love email lists. I actually read so many email lists because I am a digital marketer and I like to see what other people are doing. So sounds creepy, but that's what I do. 
and <laughs> get an email list. Thanks. Goodbye. Also, email me, hello at offbeatgrad.com. Check out my new podcast, which is called Unrecommended. It's a bad book podcast where I just yell about books. Um, not alone that time, so that's exciting. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Follow me on Instagram at SamanthaBility when it's eventually back. And I hope that you survive this Instagram Facebook apocalypse and that your followers are thriving. So, yeah, <laughs> this was a very exciting talk. I'm glad y'all joined me. Um, I'm gonna go send an email now. So if you're on that email list, you're gonna get one. So you're welcome. Have a productive week. Bye.